All right, so Epimethea, you managed to get to the location where the photos were taken pretty quickly. Uh, so, what CSI magic are you going to try and pull out to find stuff? I mean, I, I figure it's mostly just, like, you know, fairly standard, like, uh, you know, just looking at, at, like, what's up there, first of all? Like, that's all. Uh yeah, so looking around, this is a, like, it's a, a rooftop that you can get to from an adjacent building. So there's, like, a, a door, basically, on the side of a building that you can step out of and onto the rooftop of this building. The one thing that you kind of realize is this rooftop is really difficult to get onto. Like, this is not something where somebody could have just been here by accident or, like, you know, just been hanging around. Like, the only way to get into this from ground level through regular means is basically this door on the side of the bill that, that I mentioned that gets onto the rooftop. Other than that, like, you would have to leap up here, fly up here, or jump up here in order to, like, get onto this area. Okay. Um, can, can we just say that she, like, looked up, like, the, um, like, what the building is and who owns it kind of deal? Yeah. Um, so the building below you is the building below the rooftop is rented out office spaces. So like each one has sort of rented out a floor. Um, the building beside you is a combination of like luxury apartments on the, the top floors. And then again, sort of like a mix of rented office spaces and shops uh, on in the thing. So there's like there's a property management company. Um, but there's really nothing that indicates that, like, either building has, like, significance to it. Or at least what's inside the buildings, or who owns the buildings, isn't of super significance. Okay. Interesting. So... I, I will also say for free that you check the door. Um, the door does not show any signs of forced entry. So whoever did this didn't, like, break the lock or, you know, lockpick it or anything like that. I guess I'll, um, sorry, that's it. You know what, can I just roll my deduction skill for this? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Alright, deduction, and I'll, can I use technology to, like, to, to basically just sweep the, 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 the area with various cameras and LiDAR and other things to basically try and gather as much information as possible. Of course, yes. You you break out your little crime scene um, detector kit, Orama. Uh-huh. Alright. Alright, so that's a four? Alright, so that is success with the minor twist. So, you've managed to determine a couple things looking at it. One, there's no auxiliary power on the rooftop, so whoever did this had to have brought the camera with them, and then equally managed to get rid of them. Based on the detail of the shot, uh, a high-quality DSLR would probably be able to get it if the person's with an experienced, like, photographer. Uh, but an amateur with, like, a suitably powerful but really beefy, like, one of those news uh, recorder cameras probably could have also gotten it. One thing that you do find as you're sort of, like, looking around um, the rooftop is you manage to find a set of footprints that sort of, like... Um, sort of it looks like they've almost like stepped onto the edge of the building and then just kind of like look like they're pointing out towards the city okay so from chu sai like what what what, what kind of footprints do these look like 
they look like uh, work boots, definitely. Judging from the size, you'd say probably a man's. Um, certainly, um, what else could you probably determine from shoe size, but not stride? So, man doesn't have any indication about, like, height or width, but you're definitely looking for a man wearing some sort of, like, work boat. Judging from, oh, there is one thing you do show. There's a, uh, the seal that indicates that these are steel toe boots. So, industrial, definitely. The one thing I will say is that the shoes point, uh, off of the rooftop, basically. Right. Sorry, is this just footprints or the actual shoes? Uh, shoe prints. Shoe prints. Is there... So this is just a little forensics trick. Um, if you can get a set of footprints, like walking, and you know the shoe size, you can pretty reliably tell the height of the person by their stride. Yes. Um, actually, yeah, it's a gravel roof. So you don't... So what you do end up seeing as well is like imprints from where the person was because it looks like the rooftop hasn't been disturbed since the accident you can reasonably guess this is a person between like five foot eight five foot ten you'd guess based on the stride side uh following the set of like imprints in the gravel you come to the second side of the building where you see another set of shoe prints this time with pointing towards the building so what you can reconstruct is this person landed on one side of the building of uh, the building ran over to about the center clearly sort of kneeled down to get sort of what you would assume to be a steadier shot and then ran from there to the other edge of the building and then just kind of is gone that's where the trail ends hmm. uh okay so based on that can i go to uh let's just say the next building over and see if i find a matching set of shoe prints you do. Following, so, um, now here's a question. Do you want to follow these shoe prints going forward? Uh, well, yeah, actually, you would probably want to do them forward because you know exactly what he was following to begin with. So, unfortunately, you do manage to find shoe prints on the other roof, but the other roof is, like, um, this is the minor twist kicking in, is, uh, like, that rubberized faux mat sort of thing. So, unfortunately, the trail kind of goes cold at that point. But judging from the distance between buildings, like, between the two buildings, this person probably has some sort of metahuman leaping ability. Just because it's wide enough that certainly a regular person, even, like, an Olympic-level athlete, could not clear that with a running jump. Okay. All right. So, someone with metahuman abilities was probably following Carson on, uh, and then left in a direction. All right. But there's nothing here and there's no way, there's no further trail to follow. Not that you can see, no. Right. But yeah, that does give you, you might have to take a look into a police database for something, but you do have some general descriptions of the person who probably took this photo. Yeah. All right, is there anything else you'd like to do, or do you think Epimetheus sort of gathered as much intel as she can? Um, I think this might be as much as I as she could gather at this moment. Unless anybody thinks I'm missing something. Uh, Mr. Medium wouldn't help be able to help you, and I think it makes sense. Okay, so why don't we break down the facts? So, all right. So somebody was following this was following Carson on under the idea that he would like. Well, we don't know for sure why, but it was clearly some. It it was it. There might be a there's a reason of some sort. It might not necessarily have been to watch him 
stop the car ex the car thing, right? Yeah. I gotta say, if somebody was following me under the assumption that I'd screw up at one point, I'm gonna be real pissed. Um, so, also, they clearly have some sort of super ability. Yeah, at the very least, some sort of ability to cross like fairly large distances. So yeah. whether that's like limited flight, leaping. Well, if they had like perfect flight, there wouldn't be any footprints, right? Yeah, hence limited flight. Yeah, gliding so, probably would be a better descriptor. Yeah, and also um, chances are, based on the fact that there's no like tripod setup and there was no like you know like auxiliary power cables that seem to be thing, this was probably taken on some sort of like high end personal camera. So think like a DSLR. But then it was made to look like it wasn't. Yes. The newsroom could have done that in post, but... Yeah, I guess you could add shaky cam, right? After the yes. Fact. The other thing that is kind of a point to consider is that this was fast. Like, this was in newsroom hands within a couple hours of the accident. So Yeah, I don't like that. Whoever did this probably has some connections to local media. Yeah, well, it seems like we have to find... We have, we, we have to investigate the media in some way. Mm -hmm. And that is the clue to a greater conspiracy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if you guys are finished with that, speak now, forever hold your peace, we will go to the last uh, meeting for tonight. As Carson on, you make your way to the parking garage that mm -hmm. uh, Detective Iverson said he would meet you at. Okay. So yeah, you find him there. He seems to be... Uh, Smoking like a chimney. Uh-huh. Yep, I'm gonna head over because, uh, you know, my mask is a built-in filter for this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I'm assuming you're not attempting to, like, sneak up on him or anything? Nah, nah, I'm trying to get over that, so I'm gonna go up to him like a person. Alright. So he sees you coming, and he sort of, like, starts smoking, and you see him smoking, and he just goes, You know, you got a lot of balls, you know that? Yeah, well, you know, in my line of work... You know, it's not exactly for the faint of heart. No kid. Police chief has basically put the sort of unofficial bounty on your head, at least for the time being. He'll probably calm down in a few days, but yeah, let's just say he's being real uppity about it. Understandable. I'm trying to lie low at the moment, but this is a matter that basically I... This is something that I need to take care of now, otherwise it might vanish into the wind. Myself and my colleagues are concerned that there may be somebody um, in the news media who might have a bias against our team. You think? Well, here, review the facts. And I'm going to talk to him about everything that we've discovered so far, like the stuff about Marino and Core, the stuff about uh, the Harpy being in all those different places, and the weirdly accurate uh, camera that uh, took photos of. Hmm. Well... I gotta say, this is a little, uh, conspiracy-ish, but then again, you also do hang out with a giant talking Grecian statue, so, uh I mean, I don't know, man. How do you just not explain this by the usual thing the media goes by? If it bleeds, it leads. I mean, after all, they were pretty good to sing your praises after that whole, uh, what was it, a blobfish on the pier? Uh, hagfish, but close enough, yeah. Um, but at the same time, they did have some trouble with one of my colleagues. Um, after he, uh, got riled up and started yelling at him, so... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, isn't he the guy from those car commercials? 
Yeah, you know the ones. Uh, how does the jingle go again? <laughs> oh, what a yeah, it's better when he does it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, basically, I'm wondering if you might know of somebody uh, that we could talk to who might to point us in a better direction regarding somebody who may be able to answer questions like this. Hmm. Well... So what? You want to find out uh, what exactly do you want me to look for here? I can't exactly just start asking questions on behalf of a semi-known, semi-quasi-legal you know, quasi -legal entity. You're going to need to give me some direction to go for. Um, so just double check, uh, guys, who exactly are, like, what sort of direction are we hoping for him to go in? Or Well, uh, from the police perspective... Um, the bound knowing about the bounty is good, but like essentially, what is what does would a police officer know that could help us here, right? Like, did was there like a phone call from the mayor? Was right, right, was, right. Like, did the like someone must have sent them the uh, footage too, right? Like, right, who sent totally. them which like which news station sent them the footage? Like, mm -hmm. they they might they must have had people there too, but like that weirdly edited video, like who sent it to them first? Okay, look. Oh. I'm asking, uh, the fact is, a lot of things were going on that night. People calling in about all sorts of things like that, but also people who sent you information. Like, the video itself, uh, the folks who may have put in a call with the chief about uh, the unofficial bounty on my head. Like, are there any names that pop up? Anybody that you can think of that might have stood out in... Well... Media types tend to protect their sources pretty well, so I might not be able to help you on that. I can ask around, see if what's gotten the chief riled up is uh, something further up down the pipe, if you've uh, said so. But, uh, hmm. you saying you think these shots were doctored in post? It's possible. The fact is, those photos are way too good to be taken by a random bystander with a potato-quality camera. Uh, certainly looks like it. You might want to try looking in the uh, independent photography circles. There's apparently some sort of subculture that loves managing to take photos of superheroes, that sort of thing. <clears throat> I mean, it's a long shot, and it certainly doesn't back up your idea that there's a conspiracy theory about, but it was clear somebody had their eye on you. Well, you, you'd be surprised what you can find in niche circles like that one, so give it a look. Thank you for the advice. Anytime. Well, uh, you got a way to contact you? I don't remember if you gave me like a petitional number, but uh, or the one that just goes to your base. But uh... well, you um, just double check. Uh, does Torch have like a public number or something similar? Or we do. It's one that's you know, like only given out in like very specific circumstances. But just give I me mean, your number. Okay. Tell you what, here, and I'm gonna give him the number for a burner phone that I have on him. Um, All right. Contact me on this if anything comes up or you find anything that I might be able to help you Alright, yeah. Like I said, I can't promise you anything, yeah. but uh, I'll see what I can do. Alright. And if it's true that basically I'm a hot topic with the police right now, if you need to take a break for a while until things die down so as not to be associated with me, I understand. Uh, probably a smart idea. Hmm. Like I said, I don't know what I can find, and it might be a while before I get around to it, but... right. I'll see what I can dig up. Okay. People talk, after all. That they do. All right. Thanks, Detective. Stay safe. Uh, yeah, try not to go uh, causing any major Adam Beale accidents in the meantime, yeah? 
Yeah, I'm hoping to keep that as a one thing. And so, right. yeah, with that, I'm going to head out. Okay. So we know that the Pelokinetic has gone home for the day. Hmm. Uh, what about, so is everybody else sort of heading home, or are you guys going back to the base to collaborate on things? I mean, uh, Mr. Meehan waits for them to finish and then go and then essentially follows the Epimethea back to the base. All right. Yeah. Um, Sandra is going to just basically give the information to the uh, to Carson to, to the conspiracy board mostly. All right. So, Carson, you have a fairly vague description of a person of interest. <laughs> All right. Well, it's better than nothing. So. I'm going to get back to the base, and I'm going to start looking into that. All right. Uh, okay. And then... So I'm assuming that um, basically Cass, Mr. Medium, and Station, who... Uh, Station has left for the evening. He basically sends out a message saying, like, hey, unless somebody needs me for backup, I'm going to head home. So he is also mm -hmm. head home. Uh, so for the three of you guys, what are you going to get up to? Carsonon is researching into the conspiracy board. I'm burning, yeah, I'm burning the midnight oil because the fact is um, I'm kind of in the hot seat right now and I need to make sure that I can work to help clear my image. Uh, Mr. Medium's going to patrol. He's right. going to stay up in patrol. So he is going to de like jump around building to building in the Harpy's territory and try to keep the peace if there is anything going down. All right. Uh, and Cass, what are you going to get up to? I think... Is Nat back at the base yet? No, they're not, actually. Okay, well, Cass is going to take the, uh, use the tracking software that's embedded into all the phones that she gives out. Alright. And, I don't know, try and... Basically see where Nat is? Yeah. Alright, uh, so you turn on the tracking software, and, uh, you get a ping. Uh, there's an alley about... You'd say maybe like about several blocks away from the base. In fact, it's basically looks like that Nat took a hell of a trip across town looking for materials. Uh, it's in a like adjoining alley between two streets between that's uh, by two buildings. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. Are there any security cameras nearby? Um. In that area. Yes. Uh, so taking a look through the cameras, um, you actually realize you don't see Nat anywhere. There's like a couple what look to be like homeless people that are kind of milling the area about the area. But beyond that, you realize you don't actually see Nat in that area. Not good. Um, uh, Cass is going to roll the roll it back then. All right. Uh, so rolling the footage back. Uh, you actually see, um, like, rolling it back, rolling it back, rolling it back. You actually see that um, there's a person that is not Nat that, again, looks like there's sort of a homeless person. But as you manage to roll back the footage, you can very clearly see that he's holding the phone that Nat used in, his, in their hands. Interesting. Uh, Cassandra's going to backtrace that, that homeless person. All right. So, uh, it's pretty difficult because he obviously doesn't really, like, stick around. But, uh, eventually, you do manage to backtrace it to a, what looks to be, like, a different alley. You kind of, you don't get, like, uh, a vision into where the alley is. But you see uh, the homeless person sort of, like, go in. 
Uh, and it seems like the homeless person then walks out with what you assume to be uh, the cell phone. All right. Going back even further, you manage to finally catch uh, Nat. You sort of you finally manage to find Nat catch uh, catch Nat in the alley, and then you realize something. Uh, Nat is, despite wearing like their human disguise, is lit up like a Christmas tree on camera. Like you can't see, you can see the the trench coat that they were wearing, but where Nat's face would be, there's just this like white light emanating from it. And I will say that you have seen this effect before with uh, like infrared lights. They will show up on camera as like bright spots effectively. And you realize that this is potentially something that activated when the um, replicator uh, activated in Nat's chest because there has never, uh, if you'd seen them beforehand with your, you know, Epimetheus sensors, this would have shown up really easily. But after the replicator was activated, there was never a point in time where you and Nat were in the same room while you were in the Epimetheus suit. Clearly, you need to build the sensors into your eyeballs. <laughs> so, rolling the tape forward, you see that Nat uh, goes into the alley, which again, like, doesn't have cameras. And then all of a sudden, uh, a, bla a panel van rolls up beside the alley, sits there. It seems to rock back and forth a little bit, and then the van takes off, and Nat doesn't leave the alley. Uh-oh. Well, that's worse. Um, can I follow the van? Roll me an overcome check. All right. Uh, let's see. Overcoming with lightning calculator technology. Status die. I'm going to spend a collection of Intro to Chemistry, where we backtrace an elephant, <laughs> to re-roll one of my dice. Alright, so that's a five altogether. Alright, so, you begin following the van, and at first, it's pretty easy. Um, like, you're basically tracking it street to street through, like, traffic cameras and security cameras out front of stuff. Um, but then, suddenly, like, about, you'd guess maybe you, at some point, you start to realize that it's getting a lot harder to track the van. And you realize it's avoiding intersections where there are traffic cameras. You can still kind of catch like glimpses of it on like any security cameras that are publicly available that are like pointed towards a road, but it is avoiding like every intersection that potentially has like a speed camera or like a red light camera. And because of that, it makes it really hard to track. So you can narrow down eventually the general area of where the van is, probably, but like where the van had probably ended up. But beyond that, you realize that it kind of drove, much like the elephant, drove into an area where there's even less camera footage. So all you kind of have is this vague area that the van could potentially be in. Okay. All right, so what, what is the area, I guess? It is an industrial area that intercedes with the um, the territory that is currently controlled by the true Iron Devils in the Harpies territory, and also kind of bleeds out into the non-Harpy territory. Can I look up the license plate slash any information on that van? 
Uh, yes. Roll me another overcome check. Great. Uh, four. Uh, so you start looking up the license plate. The van seems to be from uh, a rental company. Think like U-Haul, that sort of thing. Uh, but obviously not without all the branding. The thing is, it's incredible. Like, you have, there are records of this car being in, you know, the U-Haul database. And there is definitely some point in time where it was rented, but that entire, like, file, whatever it is, is just gone. Like, there's a hole in the records where that van should have been. The one thing that you do manage to get is that there is, uh, like, a bank statement that wasn't part of the initial filings for the van that was seemed to be a bit earlier that wasn't taken. Uh, it seems to be paid for by some person calling themselves Arthur Randall. Uh-oh. Now, um, Cassandra has been working with uh, the old Carson on suit and has, would have definitely looked up the, the history of Carson in Detroit. Has she come across the name Arthur Randall before? Oh, you bet you have. Um, do you want me to give a brief summary or, um... We'll let Carson on do that sort of thing. Well, the question is, do you contact Carson on once you see this? Oh, Im immediately, yes. Yeah. Well, Carson on's still in the base, so yeah, you kind of yeah. turn around and go, "Hey." Oh yeah, I forgot. I, the so, reason I, I had the same with Carson in his apartment with all the strings. Nope. Um. So yeah, you come to this realization, and Carson on's just on the other side of the room, like at a computer, basically looking stuff up. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, Carson on. Yeah. Uh, I assume you remember the name Arthur Randall. I'm typing and I stop. Yeah, how do you know the name? I mean, I did some research on your background when I when you joined the team, and also smart. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you, <clears throat> I have been working with that suit of yours. That too. Yeah, I imagine that if you know about. Arthur Randall's work, it's got his signature all over it. Yeah, speaking of things that have his signature all over it, um, it looks <laughs> like Nat was kidnapped, and uh, Wait, Arthur what? Randall paid for it. Jesus. Okay, um... Jesus. So, all Carson right. on, this does come kind of as a shock to you. The name has cropped up before in your investigations, but, um, Arthur Randall's also been dead for the better half of five years? Yeah. And that's exactly why I've been hesitant to go forward with this investigation, because I actually, like, I looked into it, I made sure that he was... Not in the, not in the way that a person who kills a guy, you know, digs up the body or anything like that, but in the way that a person who had this guy as his nemesis goes through all the proper channels and becomes as close to 100% as possible. Wait, so you... Uh... For a bit of background for those of us who weren't there, did mm. how did Arthur Randall die? Uh, after the trial, in which he was given a kind of laughably light sentence due to some legal shenanigans he pulled, yeah. uh, five years into his basically maximum security house arrest, he successfully committed suicide. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, what do you mean, uh, what do you mean he was responsible for kidnapping Nat? Well, and Epimethea proceeds to explain how uh, she was worried about Nat not being around. Yeah. Back traced the traced the phone that uh, she gave them. Uh, back traced the hobo who had the phone uh, to an alleyway and then uh, tried to follow the van that 
that kidnapped them in, into an area theoretically within the True Iron Devil's territory, and then also, uh, um, it, and then traced the van to a blank spot in uh, the van's rentals area, uh, along with a rather large payment to made by Arthur Randall to the company. This isn't the first time I've heard somebody use uh, Randall's name recently. Like, I don't know if it's actually Randall, and despite all the odds, he was able to somehow cheat death, or if it's a protege of his or somebody else using his name, but yeah, we need to get to the bottom of this. How long ago was Nat taken? Uh, okay, well, uh, what time was Nat taken? Uh, so it would be about 36 hours at this point. It's been a day and a half already? The last time that any of you saw Nat was the day before the uh, negotiations when they left in the middle of the night to go get supplies. Oh, jeez. And just Nat hasn't checked in, so we've assumed that they've just been busy or something like that. Precisely. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, uh, we need to gather up the team. Yeah. Uh, so, but when did... When, what was the other context that... Arthur Randall's name came up recently. All right, uh, I can... Chris, I can, do you need a, a quick refresher? Because I can just give you one right now. It's been a couple of sessions. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so Arthur Randall's name was on the moving truck that Nat was being stored in when it was attacked by the Axe Gang and, you know, basically kicked off uh, Nat's existence. Yeah, and I'm going to tell Epimethea that. Ah, like I said, I wasn't sure if it could be trusted or not. I wanted to do more research into this before telling you guys and sending us, you know, on a potentially a wild goose chase. Right. Okay. But yeah, we need to get the team together and we need to explain everything to them. And then we need to find that. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, the, uh, Cassandra will push the emergency call button, uh, in the base. Yep. All right. Uh, so, Mr. Medium, while you're out on patrol, you get this. Uh, so I'm assuming you managed to head back to the base pretty much too sweet. Yep. Um, Evelyn, you are about to settle in for the evening when all of a sudden your phone starts ringing with a ringtone that you've never heard before. Uh, hello? Um, yeah, so you hear Carson's voice on the other end. Um, <clears throat> Pelicanetic, emergency meeting. Nat's been kidnapped. Okay, all right, I'll be there. Uh, and Evelyn is going to go to her <clears throat> uh, fridge and pull out a can of cold brew coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Crack that open, put on her suit, and fly over. Yep. Uh -huh. Combat stims for everybody! All right, so, uh, and yeah, uh, Gene also arrives fairly soon. Uh, more or less, same level of sort of He's not as tired as Evelyn is, but he's still just kind of like, like, you know, that like, I was about to fall asleep and then I got woken up sort of thing. Mm. It's like, yeah. So he shows up. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. So wait, Nat's been kidnapped. Where uh, did you find them? Like where, when, how? Uh, 36 hours ago, uh, by some people in a van paid for by a dead man and where, uh, and, because then we'll just bring up the map with the like the area circled. Jeez, that's still several city blocks. I wait, hold on. <laughs> I think, uh, okay, I'm I'm going to assume that everyone like 
Karsnan and, and uh, Epimethea brings it, or Cass brings everyone up to speed. So, wait. The guy who died, whose name was on a moving van where we found Nat, has now apparently taken her back? I don't know if kidnapped is the right word. Um, kidnapped is the right word. I consider Nat a person. It's it's some sort oh, that's of not, what, ghost. not what I meant. Oh. I mean, if you're going to have to shove somebody into a van to get them to come with you, it's probably kidnapping. Yep. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and I, from what I could tell, there wasn't any... But what I was able to analyze of Nat's active processes, there, there was no, like, return home command secreted away inside their brain. Right, so okay. They definitely were taken by force. The question is, by who? I mean, this Randall fellow who's apparently dead? Yeah, and by apparently, I mean I was next to certain that he was. Because... Oh, shit, that's where I heard that name before. That was... Oh. Oh. (laughs) And you kind of see that Gene has finally put two pieces of the puzzle together. Yeah. He's the guy who gave me my superhero origin over 10 years ago. So what is he, some sort of vindictive spirit? I don't know. All I know is that he was a brilliant mad scientist, enough of a genius to create the super suit that I originally used when I became a superhero at the age of 16. And... I basically he did this for the sake of science and he gave a lot of other super suits to different people to see what would happen if people had them like would they become superheroes or supervillains and basically it caused a lot of chaos and I captured him I tried to get him put away but he pretty much played on the system and another case going on to slip under the radar and get a reduced sentence then five years into his sentence he kills himself and i look into it like i get a somebody i knew another superhero who's actually tied with the medical community to get their hands on an autopsy report and it's the guy like it's not a clone or something like that or a robot that looks like him it's him he was dead so what this is some guy i mean i would think that maybe it's someone trying to screw with you but we discovered nat before you joined the team before you even came back None of this makes any sense. I know. Like, one of the first rules for supervillains and how they're able to cheat death is if there's no body, they're still alive. And there was a body. Yeah, oh, well, worked for, uh, yeah, that's the usual way it works with um, that Dr. Morpho. But yeah, this seems weird. Anyways, this is still I mean, a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. 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 And I, I don't think that, uh, based on... The, the degrees he did have, I don't think uh, Randall was quite at Gilgamesh's level of of create a cloned body for myself that will yeah. be my memories. You know, he, I uh, the man was clearly brilliant, uh, mm. like his uh, technology was advanced, but I don't think cloning was really uh, within his specialties. Yeah, he was good, but he wasn't directorate level. So, then what's our next move? Well, I mean, we have an area to search. Mm. Alright, so, uh, right before you guys are gearing up to go and do that, 
suddenly there is an alert that comes in over the police scanner uh and it's urgent it sounds extremely like you know you most like dispatch operators are kind of meant to sound like calm and cool yeah uh this is like them probably at the closest you've ever seen the like voice wavering as they say that there is a code silver at uh pacific city general hospital what does code silver mean Code Silver means uh, armed individual or individuals on hospital grounds. Okay. Um, yeah. Somebody has a weapon in there at the hospital. We need to move. Oh, God. It's just one thing after another tonight. Yeah. No rest like for the it. wicked. Hate to say it. The... Or for me. Uh -huh. this, this takes precedence over finding that. Wait, hold on. Is that this the same place that I dropped those two guys off at? It is. Oh no! Look, <laughs> uh, Marino's probably looking to clean, clean up uh, loose ends. Huh. That's a, a incredibly messy way to clean up loose ends. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. The I don't know what how Marino's playing this. This is really off playbook from what I I've been expecting from him. Well, uh, maybe it's not exactly Marino. Well, we know Marino's been screwing with stuff, but. I don't know. This Randall character clearly seems to be mixed up in it. Anyway, we should probably get moving. You're right. Come on. Yep. All right. Well, it sounds like the night is still young for our heroes. So thank you very much, listeners, for joining us this week on Heroes of Pacific City. And we hope to see you next time as we deal with a kidnapping and worse. Good night, everybody. Good night. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.